podcast from the shadows. Split doing the damn thing. WWE. It was a good job. Brooklyn was the place last night. Uh, hosted Monday Night Raw to Barclay. And show. Sorry. Uh, I think that the crowd was there. And they were excited to see, you know, the superstars. And some of the stories that are taking place around some of these superstars. I mean, I'm not going to judge because apparently the rest of the WWE Universe has that cover. So, in just finding where I would fit sharing my opinion about the product without seeming like I'm just riding the same wave that everyone else is clearly on regarding the creative you know and all of the channels that this stuff goes through uh, you know it's a it's a fun little uh, little task you know but seeing that this is beginning to feel like a task, you know, with, you know, I want to say, but it goes into more what the WWE Universe is saying on the internet about it, you know, I'll just say that this shouldn't feel like a task, it should feel as if it is being done at leisure, because then it will be that much more authentic when you get in the, you know what I mean, just the nitty gritty of what we're trying to profess to everyone about this product. That was a lot, crazy intro, but let's get on into the show. Open up the show, Brock Lesnar, uh, you know, graces the crowd, Heyman cuts his promo, outcomes Drew. I guess we finally got a real heel and face dynamic established. Brock Lesnar was out there definitely being a heel. You know, Heyman calling the crowd Pavlovian dogs. God, that was crazy. And they're all going with it. But, I mean, they paid their hard-earned money to have a good time like this. But berating the crowd, I mean, it's not really up to me to say whether or not that's a... It doesn't work because apparently it has after this long, right? So, uh, I mean, whatever. It, it seemed like it was pretty good. You know, the crowd seemed to have enjoyed that. Out came Drew. You know, he showed no fear, obviously. And it um, is Claymore's on Brock Lesnar. I would have liked to see a little bit more of a beatdown, but I think we all know that that wasn't going to really happen too much. Like, we got enough with the Claymores and the constant, you know, to come back, running back out, hit him again. Lesnar sold beautifully for him. I thought we was going to get a little bit, uh, pardon me, a little bit of that with the Ricochet matchup, but, well, at Super Showdown, but no, no, no. Didn't happen like that. So, um, and we'll get into that in a bit. But, uh, yeah, Brock Lesnar and uh, Drew McIntyre had a very hot opening segment. I mean, it was good stuff for the most. So there was that. Next thing we had was the Street Profits taking on Seth Rollins and uh, Murphy. 
eh, tag match championships on the line. Not even going to try to get in to make a sense of how these guys earned the championship opportunity. Yeah, whatever, I guess it's just a rematch. You got to make the show happen somehow. Get these guys on TV, whatever, you know. Have them doing something. It was cool. It was good. It was good. So they had the match. It, it was good. KO came through at a random time. Stunned uh, Rollins. And this is what threw everything off. This gave uh, for the opening for that giant frog splash for the one, two, three. Street Profits, new tag team champions. Good for them. I hope maybe this can put the tag team division on the map. I don't know if we're going to need enhancement talents or whatever so have you. But, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, the tag division needs storylines or anything like that. I think that WWE is well aware of anyone else trying to, you know, really add all of the ingredients to to the tag team match formula. You know, it's not on me or not up to me to say what WWE would need to do differently with the Street Profits at this point. I think that uh, it could be like, okay, they've been up there for a while now. The championships can't look like participation trophies. I'm happy that the, the Street Profits were able to, you know, procure the tag team championships. And it was fun watching Rollins and Murphy have them and stuff like that. But now we need to see what's next. You know, like what's like we've been talking. We want the tag division to get better. Both sides are on SmackDown for a while now. And, you know, we've gotten the most of it, but I'm not liking still hearing complaints about it. I guess maybe that's that advocacy space. You know what I mean? Like, I still want the product to do well, you know, overall. But we'll just have to see how uh, things continue to progress next week. Um, Ricochet, well, so yeah, congratulations, History Profits. Anyway, Ricochet. Uh, took on the 24-7 champion, Riddick Moss, for the 24-7 championship. And a uh, losing effort. I mean, are they trying to make Ricochet look bad? Uh, I mean, I can't even remember how that match ended. But this guy, Riddick Moss, definitely did pick up the victory. Some people were shocked at it. I, I don't feel any way about it. You know, like, if they're trying to make the 24-7 championship prestigious, then, well, it's a start, you know? So we're not going to just say, oh, no, that's a bad idea, or this is bad stuff, or whatever. You know, uh, we just going to see what they move forward with next. It's like they just kind of was throwing things at the wall and trying to make something of it. I'm not going to be, I'm not down on Ricochet losing because it was uh it's you gotta put a little more thinking on that type of situation like does Ricochet really need to be 24-7 champion you know the fact that he went in there and put up a fight I think that's what really matters so you know not winning the match probably was what was best for him anyway you know so I wasn't too upset with that outcome, you know, like, if they were trying to make the championship mean something, which it doesn't seem like they are, then, uh, 
Ricochet would have definitely won that match. But the championship remains just as uh, obscure as it started out, <laughs> in, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, Riddick Moss picks up the victory. No one knows who he is. Maybe we'll get to hear a promo from him next week. Maybe not. Maybe he'll be too busy running away from the conga line. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, we know he definitely is down to scrap. What happened with Mojo? I'm, I'm just going to call it. I'm not crazy about seeing him on TV. But what happened? How often do these guys practice their craft? And I'm not saying this to attack anything. I think that the WWE superstars can do so much more. I think they're all ex extremely talented, but they are hindered. They can't do everything that they want to do, and I'm pretty sure it's plenty of reasons, like, you know, safety. But when you got... You can have the Ringling Brothers, and then you can have the Universe Soul Circus. You know? Like, that's... That's that's the way it's looking. So, uh, Reddick Moss retains the 24-7 championship in a good matchup against Ricochet. And, you know, Ricochet looked great. We'll see how things continue. Alistair Black, after his, uh, situation last week backstage he beat up by the OC uh, wanted to take on AJ and this is another card subject to change thing that everyone kind of complains about I don't really complain about it at all they were promoting these matches from like two weeks ago when they were coming to the Barclay and it's like okay well uh, Seth Rollins is going to be taking on Kevin Owens cool Alice the Black's taking on AJ Styles, something they were definitely promoting from last week. Oh, they're going to have their match. And they technically do have the match, but it wasn't necessarily a match because, and it was funny, great heel, heel work. But uh, AJ put him in there with Carl Edison and Luke Gallows back to back, one on one, which got him tired, got him fatigued, and that's when AJ jumped in and you know what they call on WWTV picked the bones I thought that was man, I thought it was a cool idea a good way to go about it it's classic kill stuff AJ being you know uh, phenomenal in so many different assets of you know his WWE superstar pardon me folks anyway so it was, it was good stuff, though. Uh, Alistair, in my opinion, did not look weak there. And that was what a lot of people were worried about. Alistair Black went in there and put up a great fight the whole time. And, you know, had the match. He was tired. Well, Lou Gallows, he was too aggressive. So the officials stopped it. Uh, stopped the second match. So Black won that. And went in there against AJ. You shouldn't expect... To, you you, you, sh you should want to go against AJ at 100%. AJ being somewhat of the cowardly heel. Like, I thought that was all pretty good stuff. So, that was a good good moment, good segment, you know, like, good match in general. But it was all right. Uh, I, it was good, but it was all right. Pardon me. I know what I'm saying. We're dealing with all kinds of other people. Liv Morgan took on Ruby Riot with Sarah Logan as a special guest ref. Now... I'm personally hoping for a Mania match, Mania Triple Threat match with these three. Why not? 
why not? Maybe it's just me being a, a you know, a, I, I want to say a slight fan, maybe an admirer, follower of the Riot Squad or what used to be. Maybe I'm just a, a little upset still that, you know, these girls were split, but we didn't really get, you know, like they, we didn't, pardon me, we didn't get a real reason behind this split it's just like oh there's a superstar shakeup and blah 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 wild card rule and and then it just stopped like what what is going on like what was that all about like why did they break up for that was silly you know like they could have remained the unit we could add another team for the women's tag team division in general like but now they're all fighting they're all split up and for what again what this is this is the stuff that people complain about, you know, like, this is the stuff that people complain about, but it does make room for a match, it does make room for the ladies in the women's division, it, the matchup between Ruby and Liv made me, uh, slightly question, uh, you know, how much practice goes into the in-ring, I'm pretty sure they practiced the match beforehand. Liv had some pretty cool moments, just the in-ring awareness and, you know, technique when it came to, you know, jumping around on the ropes and such like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yo, pardon me, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize for dealing with all of these nasties on the road right now. safely as possible and you know sometimes you just need to get told to drop safely anyway um it was a good match you know they had their moments all three of them is every element that you would expect in the triple threat match Sarah Logan was in the middle this eventually breaks down Ruby was having an attitude because Sarah was uh, I guess trying to be like impartial and eh, whatever but you can definitely see, like, like you almost want to know what was going on with the Riot Squad, but they never highlighted them. They don't get opportunities in the ring. Oh, they're not going to get over, and it's not happening fast enough. Like, I don't know. We didn't, we, all we know now is that they just hyped up Elimination Chamber a little bit, you know, with their little breakdown in the ring. Maybe they could have something. Maybe they won't. I don't know. I don't want to say I don't care because I want to see all three flourish. You know what I mean? Ruby's back. Let's not waste it. We got more women in the women's division now. Sarah Logan has kind of been, you know, like start, stop. And and Liv is back too. And it wasn't, like Liv, she ain't want to get her head kicked into the post. I, always, I, know, I definitely notice things like that when it comes to the ladies. Uh, some of them are just, you know, they're too cute. And that's not saying, that's not a knock at all. It's like you don't want to necessarily hurt yourself. So you sell it as good as you can. I get it. Some of them are willing to take harder bumps than others. You know? It's all good. I don't take any points away uh, from Liv, Ruby, or Sarah Logan for how their matchup went last night. I thought it all went, went as well as it was going to go. So, with that... Uh, that was a, you know, it was a good little triple threat. I thought that was, it was pretty funny. Rowan has a spider in a cage. Ha ha. 
are we done yet or is he gonna continue are we continuing with this remote control toy shit like that was it, uh, like this is one of those things that the WWE universe is gonna you know they've already taken their opinion you know I'm not gonna try to say oh that was great I think the reactions from the superstars to whatever it could have been Mojo that a great reaction no way Jose and the conga line had a great reaction it's pretty funny but and I mean, it is a giant spider suspension of disbelief. Har har har! Like, what is it? A tarantula? Like, it was. Eh, but I mean, it fit the cage thing. Like, it couldn't have been a little mouse, you know. So whatever. It was a giant remote spider. I don't even know. Like that shit was. I'm not going to use any foul language toward this. People will know what it could have been. Like, and I think the word is better, but it's about as good as it's going to get when it comes to, you know, such a thrown together idea as a wild animal or whatever in a cage. And people, it's spitting red stuff at people. Like, whatever, bro. It was... It was about as good as it was going to get, as I already stated. So, it was that. And um, I thought it was, uh, eh, like, whatever, yo. Next. Baszler, Shayna Baszler took on Kyrie Sane one-on-one in a pretty good match. Kyrie was getting her legs stomped, boy. That shit was crazy. Shayna Baszler went out there, slow plotting match. I didn't know. I thought it'd be a little faster paced, whatever. WWE style can't make, can't tell the same stories as one would tell in uh, NXT. I didn't get to see those two go at it, but I mean, the fact that Kyrie is even highlighted on WWE TV is a good look. I don't know if Oscar's actually injured. If she is, get well. If she was just selling that for you know match purposes, then cool beans. It went well. Their, their promo was fine, you know, the the Japanese thing, it was alright, uh, no easy peasy as far as the promo went, so I guess they're not trying to get that over, but hey, hey, ho, ho, it doesn't really matter what they try to do, because they're gonna do it anyway, uh, so, yeah, uh, I mean, it, it, the match ended in submission, it took a while to get there, like, Shayna Baszler looks like she's so much more dominant, especially with the way she's going against the way Kyrie Sane has been booked in the past couple of months. But same time, it was good to see him on TV. It's good to see him get in there and tell a story. They were selling some moves and those high impact leg spots with the stopped. <coughs> I thought some of the camera angles on one of the submission moves, I believe it was the ankle move. It really looked like she twisted her ankle around in a full 360. I thought that was a dope moment. Just small things that WWE does, of course. You know, like, it's really like, yeah, this is why I like this shit. Not because of somewhat convoluted at times and somewhat rushed and horribly thought out storyline sometimes. Oh, speaking of rushed and horribly thought out, was Becky doing a Vince impression last night? Was Becky wearing, like, what, was she wearing her grandmother's jacket? What, what, are we supposed to, I, yo, 
Shouts to her being out there, but she was forcing the rule of cool. She's forcing it. I'm not, I don't, I don't go at the superstar. You know, it's you throw it at the wall, you see if it worked, and that shit didn't. Not for me. I thought it was a very poor impression of Vince McMahon. God damn it. I could do a better impression than that. Oh, Becky's smarter than everybody. Who thinks that they're smarter than everybody? If we even talk in knowledge, true knowledge is based on the part we don't know. So if Becky's claiming that she's smarter than everyone, then she's probably the dumbest person in the room. Now, if we're going to get to that, Becky Shayna mania. This is the way it's looking. They, 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 they said, okay, guys, here's, here's Roman versus Goldberg. Okay, guys, here's... Here's John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. And, and, and no, no, but, but we do need to make this match happen. We can make it almost look like it might not happen. So here's Shayna versus Becky. Like, okay, but we aren't getting it. We're going to have to see her tear through a bunch of superstars that we actually did kind of all learn to care about in a way. But then comes in-ring capability and such like that, or at least what's allowed to be demonstrated in the ring. And it's like, all right, well, uh, we guess Shayna Baszler is going to be that. Now, if Becky can pick up the victory over Shayna Baszler and begin the little chase thing, was Shayna Baszler title chase? Cool. Shayna Baszler gets the championship. What's it going to be? Is she going to run roughshod over the women's division? You know, like... What, what are we going to get with this? You know, like, she's, she's still kind of new. People know of her. She was a definite favorite during the Rumble. She won. Did she win the Rumble? I believe she did, yeah. Did she? No, Charlotte won the Rumble. Pardon me. But she had a good showing. But, uh, you know, if she wins the championship at Mania, like, did she really earn that? Becky been on a tear all year. So then we going to start really trying to go out our way to make her look super cool to the crowd or sound arrogant to those at home. I, I, I don't uh, 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 uh. as soon as she started wearing the thug life shades I mean I thought it was a cool thing but then it's like come out a second week with it now you come out a third week with it and it's just like uh, I don't know I think the trial hard is trying too hard you know what I mean? And Becky is not the tryhard in this tense. The creative was trying too hard to make Becky look cool. And I'm calling it just like that. Rey Mysterio and Umberto Carrillo. And everybody's going so hard on his name. I think that's a fun little thing since there's not really much, you know, that we can go with as far as character development goes with Umberto. So everyone's just running, making... You know, making his name sound cool in different ways. And this is from people in the ring, you know, Charlie C, people uh, in the internet wrestling community. Everyone, you know, I think for that, what I've heard, they're always, you know, they're going hard with the nicknames and the dimples and all that, whatever. Ray and Umberto took on Angel Garza and uh, uh, returning Andrade. I was excited to see Andrade come out there with Zelina. Very good stuff. All four of these gentlemen went in there and they had a good match. Fun lucha. They were all extremely comfortable with each other. You could see it. And this is where it's like, bruh, where is this all night long? I don't give a fuck about how whack the stories get. Give us good in-ring action. 
Goddamn. Like, is that so much to ask for? No, we're going to give you three Claymores, and we're going to have the champion look weak. Okay, cool. Sell for this guy. And then when... It's like what they did to Bray Wyatt. Like, you got this guy looking super dominant the whole time, but then you're just going to make him look like a scrub? Like, what? This is I don't like complaining about the product, and I'm definitely not complaining about the product. I'm just making it very known that this shit, bruh, I don't give a damn how long we here for. Like, I'm going to talk about this like this until... Until either I can't talk about it no more or some kind of change comes about. And honestly, I think I'll get stopped talking about this before anything. So, really, really, like, everybody kind of looking strong. They're making these things happen. Brock taking three kicks to the face. What? What is this? Who, who is this just looking weak? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's crazy. It's crazy, but they did have, a, these four gentlemen had a good tag team matchup. Ray and Umberto picked up the victory. Umberto got a much needed pinfall over the other two. It doesn't even matter who he pinned because everyone else was looking great. Umberto needed something. Since, since everybody wants to go so hard on at least getting this guy on TV because he does have the look and he does have a level of skill. So it's like, all right, cool. Umberto, he got it. You know what I mean? Master manipulation to the side, do better. And I think we could all take that, you know? With now, with all of that, do betterness. Last week on NXT, we had Beth Phoenix being all of the commentator that everyone has grown to love her to be. And I mean, they were pouring it on. Oh, Beth Phoenix inspirational line here. Oh, Beth Phoenix, very in-depth and analytic. Read there. You know what I mean? Read on the match. Talk about what the injury could, what, what, what injury one could sustain. All of that. Building up the, 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 reminding you why you love Beth Phoenix. And then she goes out there and provides the medical update on Edge, her husband, obviously, you know, Randy's out there, and Randy gives not what I would have assumed, or the, you know, basic WWE universe, oh, yeah, Randy's been in the match four times in the main, in the Rumble, and, you know, he met, Edge came back and messed it up, nah, Randy's little explanation, it definitely got applause from the audience, and that was like, wow, you know, they actually used the suspension of disbelief and turned it off for a little second, just to you know, give a level of the reality, you know, like, Edge go back in there with the broken neck and such like that, he not, it's, it's a chance that he might not even be able to do most of what he still could whilst he was, you know, down with the injury, now he's cleared, injuries can happen again, I wouldn't say he's injury prone, but anything could happen, and we want the best for him anyway. And that was the space that uh, Randy was coming from. I thought that was actually pretty creative. Of course, it was much better, much better idea than anything I can't kind of came with or the WWE Universe came with. Like that was a great way of going about it. 
Oh, he wanted, he loves the crowd pops, or what is it, the roar of the crowd, he needs it, and he wants to hear it, like, oh, whatever, I mean, I'm not gonna have him, uh, uh, like, whatever, we all seen how Randy, uh, you know, tried to explain that, and it, it made sense, or whatever, so, I think WWE covered a lot of the bases that were necessary to cover in this. You know, it didn't make Randy look too much of it like a bad guy. You know, it made him look like he actually cared. He gave a very good reason. You know, it's either you're going to disagree with it or not. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm not going to say you're going to agree or disagree. I'm going to say you're either going to disagree with it or you won't. Oh, he shouldn't. Like, like, is it Randy's call to make? Oh, I gave you a husband. I let you have a husband. I let you have a father. I think it's up to Edge. You know, pardon me. I think it's up to Adam. Oh, but he saved me. And I'm not going to let him. Like, yo. All right. Twisted logic. So WWE tries to script it as. But it was all right. This obvious. All these words pissed off Beth. Called her an enabler. All that shit. Like, wow. I mean. Hey, it's, it's good scripted. We can't just try to jump to random topic and clap back at that, you know? It pissed her off. She slapped Randy. He let her rock. He was a little upset, but he ain't do nothing about it. She kicked him, and then she took an RKO for it. Now, granted, he said things that would incite this form of violence, or some form of violence, but... This is what makes the TV so good, or makes the good TV in general, because now it's like, okay, like, it, it actually opens up the space, this may sound a little political, but it opens up space for the conversation of domestic violence, you know, like, males shouldn't hit women, right, that's what they say, we get it, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, but women shouldn't gauge males, women shouldn't take advantage of a male that isn't going to hit them like okay you're not gonna hit me anyway what are you gonna do about it so like hey i know men personally that try to pull that what are you gonna do about it thing i'm not even gonna go too far into what i think about men that act that way you know what i'm saying toward other men or women like if you know you can beat someone up do you have to flaunt it do you have to you know, have that out there like that? What are you trying to prove? Some will call it a level of compensation. I'm only here to analyze the product and try to provide insight into why the product is still good, contrary to the popular belief about it. So, I thought that was good just from like a socio-political space, somewhat. Like, okay, would now we talking about the domestic violence. That's not. I don't want. It's, I don't want to go into any of that technically. But WWE is always able to just ease some of these things in, and you know, use the suspension of disbelief, or you know, just fun storylines to, you know, just have you realize that it's just a TV show. It can be taken very seriously. There are plenty of people that take it extremely serious. Some people will be up. At, ungodly hours of the evening and evening and night pardon the sound 
but they will complain about how the creative process has played itself out on television. I mean, whatever. The show ends with Randy Orton RKOing Edge's wife. Now, all of that heel shit to the side. Uh, I feel like Randy's gonna, I mean, I feel like Edge is gonna win. I think it's obvious, but it's about how they get to that point of the story. So, I mean, we'll see. Last night's Monday Night Raw, after being on a pretty good roll the past couple of weeks, I thought it had a couple of ass spots. Uh, I've got more opinions, but I'll be here all day. We've already been here for long enough. And uh, be responsible with your power, folks. Shouts to me for bringing you the podcast each and every week. I don't necessarily need to do it, but not by choice. They could, uh, you know, my phone could just be, or my podcast app could just stop at any day. So, um, with that, we uh, will holler at you guys next time. Peace.